she taught Native American literature as part of her curriculum. Um, yeah, which was, it, you know, even I hadn't encountered it at that point because they didn't do that in the Oklahoma public schools. <laughs> so so um, she asked my sister and I to do a presentation about being Native American to some of her classes. And um, at the time, I was really grappling with my own Native identity because people were so, they knew what being, being Indian was about. And I was like, didn't I didn't live up to any of that because it's a misconception. Um, but I didn't really, but I wasn't confident in that in myself. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, at the time I was sort of like, does that mean I'm, like, what does that mean? Um, Welcome to the Whole Student Podcast with Cal Balavin. Whole Student refers to the magical moment when a student is fully seen, heard, and known. This is the spark of a relationship between a student and teacher where the former is catalyzed on a journey beyond what they thought possible, and the latter is a proud advisor cheering from the sidelines. The Whole Student Podcast asks guests to reflect back to their moment, to the person who became a transformative teacher in their lives, and on the journey they were set upon. Our guest today is Emily Bowen-Cohen. Emily is a graphic novelist and the creator of a memoir-style comic, from her perspective being Native American and Jewish titled An American Indian Guide to the Day of Atonement. A Harvard graduate, she was an inquiry fellow at American Jewish University, and in 2016, she won a award grant, a project of American Jewish University's Institute for Jewish Creativity. That helped her leverage her artwork and experience growing up in rural Oklahoma to create curriculum for audiences from elementary school children to college students, educating them about diversity. You can learn more about Emily and her work on her website, memberoftwotribes.com. Emily, thank you for joining us on The Whole Student. Thank you. That was such a nice introduction. Can I, can I do a quick plug? Yeah, sure, please. <laughs> yeah, in 2023, uh, HarperCollins is going to be publishing my graphic novel called Two Tribes. So, oh, yes. stop it. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. So, you can't see I, it here. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big graphic novel fan, and I have, you know, oh, you, 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 get, you can't see with the backdrop here, but you know, if you see my library, you're like, oh my goodness, he has everything. <laughs> it's like you're oh, at a Comic Con convention, you know. You're like, oh, oh I yes, love that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. after it comes out, I'd love to come. Back. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love. We love to, we love to have you as a guest. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, you, you know, here at the whole student, uh, you know, we want to start off with people being able to visualize who you were as a student. So. What words would you describe to describe yourself as a young person in classes? Sure. Um, well, I think first of all, I was I was meek. You know, mm. I was really I was uh, afraid of authority. I think or oh. respectful. I guess would be sort of a better way to put it. Okay. But um, be, I, but I was certainly a rule follower in that way. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I think at the same time, though, I was I was certainly curious. Um, so the kind of the combination of the two uh, pushed me to be very scholarly and because I always mm. wanted to give the right I always wanted to give the right answer. So I would do a Got lot, it. a lot of research. Um, the one area where I sort of felt uh, confident and I, I got a lot of good feedback, I guess, was um, my drawing. So I was I was creative oh. and I would I would incorporate that yeah. a lot into into my work. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you sound like a wonderful student. And so, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, take, take, us, me. take, take <laughs> us, yeah, we, well, well, so, so this, this might be, this might be a hard one for you because uh, when I ask yeah. people this question, they, they search for that one student, that one moment, but you might have many. Um, 
what was the moment where you felt seen, heard, and known? What was that stage where you felt like, oh, you know me, you see yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so I will say that teacher was Dr. Bernadette Anand, um, my mm. high school English teacher in Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and so wow. a little bit of, to explain this, a little bit of backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah, my yeah. father, who's Native American, he died when I was nine years old. Wow. And we were then, yeah, so I was little. And we were at the time living in Oklahoma. And a few years after his death, um, we moved to New Jersey, which is where my mom, who's Jewish, mm, was from. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so it was um, it was culture shock, you know. Mm. Um, I moved from Oklahoma where it's everyone is either Indian themselves or related to someone or works with Native American people. Wow. I mean, everyone in Oklahoma encounters Native people. Wow. wow. Um, but in my New Jersey public school, my sisters and I, we were the... Uh, we were the only Native American students. Wow. And most people had never even met a Native person. Wow. <laughs> and so, I, right, I know. So we had all these misconceptions about yeah. what it meant to be a Native American. And like, they assumed we rode horses and we lived in teepees. Like really, it was basically their version. <laughs> oh <laughs> their version goodness. of being a Native American person was really historical. Wow. Um, okay, so Dr. Anand, <laughs> She taught Native American literature as part of her curriculum. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, which was, it, you know, even I hadn't encountered it at that point because they didn't do that in the Oklahoma public schools. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so um, she asked my sister and I to do a presentation about being Native American to some of her classes. Okay. And um, at the time, I was really grappling with my own Native identity because yeah. people were so, they knew what being being Indian was about. And I was like, didn't like, I didn't live up to any of that because it's a misconception. Um, but I didn't really, but I wasn't confident in that in myself. Wow, so, wow, wow, wow. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, at the time I was sort of like, does that mean I'm, like, what does that mean? Um, but Dr. Non, you know, asking us to tell our story, you know, it, it validated that like my own story, even though it was different from what people expected, mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. a really, was a good, was, um, was truth was truthful in itself. Wow. Um, but I'd say uh, part of the real beauty of her request was also that it, it forced me to talk to my mom about my father. Um, wow. It had been a bunch of years since he had died. And, he, you know, we were really in the fog of grief. And she didn't want to talk about him. And she had cut up a lot of ties with his side of the family. So we didn't ask questions about him. And um, again, you know, I'm a rule follower, so <laughs> this was homework, you know? This was for school. Wow. So I had to sit down with my mom and have a, a conversation with her that like I had been afraid to have, um, oh you know? And so it really, it was really great to see that I could talk about him mm -hmm. and, you know, my identity as a Native American person and, you know, and it was okay. It was a difficult conversation, right. but we could have it, yeah. So wow. by asking me to, to tell this story in front of a group of people, she, Dr. Anon really started me on a journey mm -hmm. that like I continue to this day, you know, by drawing wow. these comics and writing stories, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. want to communicate what it means to be an indigenous yeah. person wow. in the United States. So wow, it was pretty powerful. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we wouldn't have your gifts of sharing that voice and that story without Dr. Anand. And we Dr. Anand <laughs> also helped you to heal, right? It's yeah. a, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like she must have known 
<laughs> I was like, how did she get me? I don't, but you know, <laughs> well, I guess I could ask. Well, where, where is Dr. Anna now? Yeah. What's, your, what's your relationship yeah. with her? And you know, um, yeah, what is she, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, she's gone on to do a lot of great things. I think she went on to develop, make her own school. And I know she's won a couple Fulbright scholarships to, wow. <laughs> to do uh, the kind of the work that you guys are doing, you know, creating yeah. schools that value students in all their wonderful diversity. Um, oh and she, we were, we're in contact on Facebook. Um, she sent me a shout out. I had the opportunity to meet Joy Harjo, who's a uh, oh. Muskogee Creek as I am, oh and goodness. also the poet laureate of the United States. Yeah, and I took a picture with her and uh, she gave me a little shout out, so. Awesome, amazing. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Nan, still looking out. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome that you're still connected, and it speaks to the power of yeah. the teacher. You know, and I For and sure. I heard and I heard a story from you recently, uh, mm -hmm. one that you know moved me, uh, and Thanks. you know I'd say moved me moved me to tears because sometimes you have the doctor <laughs> Anand in your life, but you also have adults in the educational spaces that sometimes don't have the same kind of impact, the the, the contrasting impact. Really, um, could you talk a little bit about that? Tell the story. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it also speaks to partly why I was a, a meek student, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I say meek on purpose because it's not, you know, I wasn't shy. I was, I was afraid, I think, you know, yeah. Yeah. which, which, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm still working on it. <laughs> but um, it was my first school experience. I was in elementary school and mm -hmm. my father, who was alive at the time, we were living in Oklahoma and, um, he was a doctor at the tribal hospital um, where we lived for, and uh, my elementary school was right across the street from his hospital. So I could, yeah. I could see it from the front steps. Um, yeah. And uh, the town where I lived was, was really racial, racially divided. Um, there were native Americans and there were um, white settlers and they were sort of had always been there from the time that the town had begun in like, 1850 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so my principal was a, a white man, um, sort of part of the, you know, backbone of the yeah. of the structure of the town. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he would stand out in front of the school um, in the morning and wave to students as we came in uh, yeah. and say hello. Uh, and so this one day I was so I was five years old, kindergarten, you know, and I saw all these kids gathered around him, like jumping up and down. And he was so, yeah. and uh, so I went over to go see what it was, what was going on. And he was, um, he was doing a magic trick where he was like pulling nickels out of kids' ears. And right. everyone was super excited gathering around. And I was, you know, I, you know, I wanted to have that. So I ran up to him and um, tugged on his hand. You know, I want to turn, I want to turn. Um, and he looked at me like school principal, right? Yeah. God, and like a tall guy. So I was looking up at him, and he was like, uh, I, "You know, when he saw me, he his look turned kind of mean." Yeah. And which, which I didn't understand. And he said, um, "You don't get a turn. You know, doesn't your dad make enough money at that hospital over there?" Um, so you know, you know, in my lifetime, I'm sort of trying to decipher this moment in my yeah. life. You know, I've come to understand that there was like a lot of politics going on and they had given whatever. At the time, it was the 80s. They were giving money to Native American things. You know, people weren't happy about it. It was upsetting the structure of the town. Um, but as a five-year-old, you know, I yeah. just knew my principal was authority figure in my life. Didn't think I deserved the same magic that yeah. other students yeah. did. And it, yeah, and it was something that I carried around with me for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah. describe yourself as being meek. 
And this is, here's yeah. a moment that really is a trigger for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's just wow. like a real, I, you know, I really don't think I understood until much later what an impact that moment had and you know, Tremendous. For the rest of my life. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So there's a question I ask guests on the show and it's, uh, it's one that's gotten different types of responses, and I really want to want you to take us through those people that uh, that have inspired you. But the question is, I, I, you know, uh, the idea is to inspire others with the folks that have uh, impacted you the most. And so, if I gave you a magic wand and you could invite five teachers in your life to a meal um, with you, who would they be? And you know, walk us through when you met them and, and okay. in your lives. And, and Dr. Anand might be there, might not. It's your choice. You know, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd love it if she would come. Yeah. Uh, my my school principal, he doesn't get to go. <laughs> this is all, this is going to be all positive. That's right. That's right. It's be a good party. That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'd say, uh, okay, Mr. T, <laughs> my elementary music teacher okay. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm dating myself, but uh. Mr. T was an African-American man. Yeah. Um, and at the time there was the program, the A-Team. That's right, that's right. <laughs> with, this, with the tough Mr. T, and so yeah. that's what we called him that. Um, and he was tough like Mr. T, uh, and he taught art and oh, music. Wow. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And he made us take, like, you had to know where those keys were on the piano. Like, you had to take it as seriously as right. you took any other class. Right. Uh, and so for me, that was really great because I, you know, I'm an artistic and, it really instilled in me a lifelong uh, respect for okay. the arts and also like a real commitment to, to technique because that's wow. where, you know, he was always wanted us to know the foundations of this stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> so All, right. The, all right. Number two. Um, so I was really honored. I went to Harvard, as you said, and um, I had a seminar with Dr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. <sighs> wow. Ooh, ooh. I know, I know. I wish I could go back and take that class all <laughs> oh over again. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, but um, I was in his literature his seminar where we read literature about um, African-American women. Yeah, Ooh. Yeah, it was great. Um, and, I, and one of the most important things that I remember to this day is that he, he would teach us, he taught us that authors that weren't themselves black. Oh, and wow. he would, some of the novels were not written by black women. And mm -hmm. he sort of would, would raise the fact that like, you don't have to be that race to make mm. a book that is good literature, which is I think kind of particularly relevant these days. You know, yeah. a lot of people sort of conflate the idea of like, you have to be from that race to write a certain character. Mm. And uh, he, his, what he taught me was that you don't necessarily have to, but we do have to allow people who are less represented to tell their own stories, mm, which is sort of the like, difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not that you can't, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, we have to make sure we're supporting the people who yeah, yeah. have yeah who have less opportunities yeah, makes to tell those stories as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Okay. I would say Miss Coviello, Coviello, middle school science. Okay. Yeah. She gave me a science award and I was not good at her class. <laughs> I did not make A's. Okay. Um, but I got really frustrated that yeah. like I didn't understand the concepts. And um, it was really meaningful because she rewarded the fact that I was like, that I really wanted to understand the concept, um, even right. if I wasn't like as successful, <laughs> even if Fair I didn't enough. get an A, like that was okay. that was something that, that she would reward as well. Um, That's awesome. And then finally, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she was, that that's an important lesson. <laughs> and then I'd say finally, um, my rabbi Sherman, 
at Temple Israel mm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, wow. <laughs> rabbis and okay. teachers. Yeah. Um, so a few months after my dad died, he invited me and my family um, for a seder, which is a dinner where you mm -hmm. celebrate the story of Passover and mm -hmm. uh, you know the Jews leaving slavery in Egypt. Um, and so he told that story for us. And um, it was just so reassuring at the time to hear mm -hmm. uh, a story that we all knew so well in the middle of a year mm -hmm. um, that felt really upside down and chaotic. And uh, so yeah. Yeah. Rabbi Sherman taught me how important it was Rabbi to have Sherman. that sort of ritual in your life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially important in times of like, you know, wow. upheaval. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a five, right? <laughs> yes, that, that is five. With Dr. Anand, that is five. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I, know, I, I know what you said will inspire others to share and reflect and, and notice the people in their lives today. And, and that's the purpose of this show. And as they, as they listen to the show, they'll learn and uh, try, look for this teachable moments in their lives. And if there's a, um, you know, you plugged your book, uh, but yeah. if there's other projects you want to plug and if, if people want to find you, they go to your website. Is there anything else you yep. want to, any, anything else you want to plug about your story right now? Oh, wow. Um, let me think. Uh, well, I think, um, especially I feel like native young people mm -hmm. <laughs> really do have to grapple with, um, figuring out their own identity when so many people have appropriated their story and told them mm. who they are. So it's really difficult, I think, to really feel like um, you fit into that narrative. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess the only thing, what I want to plug is, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone's got a really great story and That's it right. doesn't have to be one that people expect from you. It can mm. be, and, and that's going to be beautiful when there's like so many different native stories that we understand, you know, that there's a lot of diversity in our own community. That's right. And I want to share I want people wow. to share that. <laughs> I want to hear those stories. So. Oh, what, that's, what, what, what a that's lovely message. That's what I'm going to plug. <laughs> I love thank it. You. I love it. Well, th Thanks thank you for your it. spirit, your story. Yeah. Thank you, for, thank you for your story. Thank you for your time. And thank you for the message. Um, like we say at the end of the show, class dismissed. Emily, ah. appreciate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. It was great to see you. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. The Whole Student Podcast has been brought to you by Duncast. Produced by J.D. Scroggin, the Director of Marketing and Communication at the Dunn School and co-produced by Brandon Scott of Comfort Food. Thank you for joining us.